Readings from Diurnal Sway, numbers 151 to 200. 151. Observations to be turned into Guardian article articles immediately, A to K. A. What's the point in limited, limited edition filter tips? Do people collect them? Is there a future profit in such collection? Will the collector live long enough to profit? B. People sniffing in public should be banned and slash or slash there should be accessible public dispensaries of tissues. C. What is the future of paper and face-to-face -face education based on slash from reflection on slash the slow and sad death of daily nude papers? D. Are specialist magazines, LRB, TLS, etc. the future to hang a hat onto? Good for market of one, fetishizing paperists, trademark. Two, those types of essays unreadable slash annotatable on tablets and computers. Three, new generations of retro enthusiasts mourning the attention deficit of 21st century scholarship, CE. E, would medieval monks have produced such scholarship in the internet age and slash or another article about attention spans, mental acuity and change wherein books have depleted in influence and prominence? F, children are far too garrulous. Whatever happened to Victorian values and is it wrong to want children hidden away from ask me while in a pub? Related article, are pubs adult spaces? Are there any adult spaces outside of enforced segregation and pawn shops? Related article, what has happened to pawn shops? Now the internet has extracted all attention. Uh, in parenthesis, requires further research. G, learning languages is easier by total absorption. Obsessive curiosity is a useful characteristic. H, interesting variations on personal space. A comparative article across European countries accompanied by Guardian journalists acting out scenarios. Race note, Africa, Asia, the Middle East, Austra Australasia, and the Americas should get independent articles. Perhaps a new series. I, what happened to free CDs and DVDs in newspapers? Is it worth a, hist a historical type study? J. Are marriages forms of prostitution? K. Why write critique about a culture you inhabit in a culture uh, in a cultural agent that you critique? One five two. A cooler chord conversation is serried with desperation. It outreaches to the absurd, admitting into itself willingly the policies to erode foundations. Croaking with the desolate dignity unravels with the dust and unenviable disgust of dial tones. 153. Ruth, as urged towards aged hap, plush and always bright, your brio fends off sacrificial tears. 154. Exclusively, the shoulder poise extends kith's contours out of reach. The clash of couths collapse, collapses debate. Heads focus at each other with emphasis. The coterie carble of cannibalistic chomp refines its romp against the curiously contra. That's you, by the way, harumphing out to wrest the inner from its dinner. Perched on the periphery of the unknown, you beckon with the couth codes you've known. These fail a penetration pointedly. The silent slogans of ponderous chat offer a pap and weary sap. 155. Familial equations furnish every street replete in colour schemes and packaged dreams, sour as envy or undesired. 156. Fearing the control of dying where compassion extends across borders and enables definitions and diagnoses to lay the highway towards strange lights and herbs which waste with pain and happiness lies in little draw which means control over counterpoint and dirge hymns. These criminal assists apparently serve consumption, take and dispose this skinny life so incompatible with breaking in ways reportable and apt.
157. So much time in it, you become of it. 158. To be on form, be in form, be near and caught. Her thought tastes bitter under cooked, rawly craved. 159. Push for response, calibrate a seat, so worldly flirt is finally enabled. Heed not loneliness, puff with nonchalance, and they attend affect grace well, arrange face knowingly, and they pretend interest in florid manners and solitude. 160. The Sunday morns amidst gravestones, as revel noise pricks the ears back to hear. I pass a small child eating leaves with a grin. He tells me that this is what a giraffe would eat. His mother, his mother contemplates me with suspicion, and I attempt a smile which is greeted with scorn. Too many little feet to overwhelm a moment, too many future lives stretching the century. These are the moments of mortality coiled in the child's leaf-stuffed fist. Imbibing too much of this sends me back to the graves where a homeless man and dog huddle and squabble over something in the grass. I yearn a sip of his tepid cider, but worry about transmission and the disingenuousness of empathy. I pass, or am passed by, a small huddled man. His vivid teeth offer a grin, an exchange bereft from mummy's face. I'm okay, I think, because of this stranger's kind smile. The sun is slowly concealed by a grey cloud, the air cools and I brace against the awkward strap of a book-full bag, pondering the unread I insist on carrying, despite the lack of will to read. Why, I wonder, do I always overdress when so many appear in public in nonchalant t-shirts, pushing a bubble of a buggy towards me and forcing me into the Cambridge roads? There is a pecking order in all of this, and it is one I find uncomfortable. Childless and alone, I am foisted as the outside to the Sunday lives, becoming a mordant cliché or a worrying presence loitering around others' affections, like a thief of ease or an awakening breeze. The streets are full of live young cyclists, some attached to headphones, others loud with anecdotes and jest, others seemed concerned, last night's abandoned surfaces surfacing on faces as regret, or so it seems. This is a lonely walk, and never lovely in its present and retro contemplation. The little impacts of this Sunday afternoon had left a strange stirring in my stomach, and I cannot get to the edge of it to enable a sure grasp of how it is to feel or need to feel. 161. A splayed spray of drying pansies prompts a fine night of high thought. 162. Dusting the stupid off, I stride into the semblance of directness. The street once puffed with fondness invades as bustling bodies. I trip onto the road while making way for a chummy couple and hurt my ankle, potentially litigiously and with no real grace. The hairdresser is a barbershop, and I smile along baff among bafflingly macaronic chatter in which I feel uncomfortable for the right reasons. The elegant affectations of all stripes in Cambridge are curious, as if each person's modes alludes ambiguously, the hyper-becoming real or some de facto factum nonsense spliced as thought. 
Sighs McGrath me, others' worries enter my nerves, but I still aim a smile at a small old woman, grey head over green tweed, as she perches on an electric box in lieu of a seat by a bus stop. Why, I think, channeling her, don't they offer a seat for me? The woman opposite me in a floral dress reads of Fifty Shades with admirable seriousness, complete with furrowed brow and an annotating eyebrow and pointy pencil. I mean no moral or cultural statement by such description, though it's difficult to write neutral prose, or indeed poetry, or lines masquerading as such. My some degree hero today is a category of people who deign swift reply to any prompting. There is a complex algorithm and consequent app and ad behind the weft and warp of friendships based on input and output vectors, something like Newton's law but without the consequent demographic. He whistles with nonchalance as he looks for a seat, his A4-lined pad a retro response to the embarrassing abundance of laptops on display, arrayed, splayed all over the place. It is interesting how old-style modes of interacting with and in text confer a sort of dignity, a connection to scholarly origins which we all know to have been lost somewhat. It must be something to do with the fleshy connection implied by touch and feel. Does annotating the Fifty Shades with care and with critical eye dignify the time spent on such public pursuits of such salubrious delight? Perhaps I do intend moral and cultural position-taking as I write this, as if this will confer on me the dour readership I'm told I need, despite the facts of it, the stats of it, if diurnal sway is anything to go by, which are that I am liberated from the necessity of writing for a particular readership by having none. 163. In callous bands, punctuation saves, as if conversation at this level is rescued by the recondite codage of grammar and allusion. To take convivial intersplice and carve with the correct knives was always learned. Entering this hall of shadows is necessary, knowing and noble, just past the reveal mustard with the wrong hands. 164. A singular regard drips inter internal, a woe as foe and stall to leap out. These tears lend pitch to blindness, falling into self a default sorrow. This text of tears overwhelms signs, reading patterns in pleated woes. The impact of presence and wisdom is as a trough for tears. 165. Curled in trust's proximity, she purrs with equanimity, tucked with hirsute suspiration, content in ru muted rumination. 166. Principle pulls adrift sensible, with heads bent on being sensible. But principle pulls, tugs away from sensible. Principle makes sense in common principles, push to sense the sensible principle. Recondite morals, intricately pleated and ethically implied repetition and formal jaggedness, are not art. 167. This correspondence promotes melancholy, defining worth in the interstices between appeal and response. The lurid sun sustains a formal calm, but the cold exchange trumps the warmth suddenly. 168. The pattern, once fixed, is sought, wrought, and retort at loose times when guard is off or effort runs low. 169. 
Even in desperation I inch near reason, unblinkered by love's quest, lively I imply a kamikaze nearness. Academies and refined learning urge an assertion of literalness. I gape, aghast, moved. 170. The literature is comforting, but doesn't hard-code common sense as it might. This in large part because the handy diagrams thrice mentioned are not attached. Diagnostics aid an atlas of neurochemical health. Details give some hooks to attach the overly sensitive skin, but disorderly thoughts mingle with the facts of disorder. 171. Instance. Instance. Stance. Insist. Instance. Insistence. 172. The voice from which empathy extends intercedes with surprise. This digression, curled round a stuck time, is a reminder of impact. Love, affection, and a word forbidden by too oft bidden default emerges with the thirsty rose blooming after long neglect. In this young child's complaint, so uninflected with mirror mind, is the expression of a verse on careful voices condensing years. 173. Hidden in the nervous wordplay is a sense of ownership, a kind of name claim without the dignity of overt position taking. The green, blithe spirit of knowing what one wants. It hides you and you and you and becomes a kind of retrospect of personae, like looking through a kaleidoscope of desire into several other lives, none adding or equating, aware of the lack of memory colour, the awareness itself is a motive. Scarred by passionless evocation, another set of yous piles up to puzzle. 174. A frantic gallivant around for vocation is an antic rant abounding supperation. Never the mismatch felt so keen as grammar contorts with the formal obscene. Awkwardly inhabit the rhythm of chance and dance around with a belly enhanced. Exercise briefs will e which will exercise, ignore those ideals which muddy one's eyes. 175. A fierce hand gesture penetrates with precision, resonant with the uncanny memories of stones thrown, barbers' names, bullish shards. 176. Observe grief folded in memory, serving as reminder that her place should replace your own. Knowing loss through observing grief entwined in effort and will, prolifically prescient and teaching still. 177. Your fabric butterfly rings are disconsolate, not from their own inimitable and thrown arrangement, but from the projected sorrow of their uneasy disavowal. 178. Where the pine cones plonk on the slate roof, where the solemn blue lumber prompts a carpenter's dream, where the paint pots ease into rust, where the bicycles lose the ivy battle and squeak, where the neglected herbs remember fresher times, where the ashtrays remember torrid memories, where toilet wet floor repels with neuroses, where the dilapidated benches become a langorious line, and where the regal light's ambition makes a mockery of a publican's folly. Exhale the dying breath of a sad pub, solitary, quiet, and incompatible with life. 179. 
Await the solemn plume of inevitable ire in dreams, tempestuous with expectation. 180. Wallow in older dreams, riddled, serving rare glimpses as flowers, proud as sparrows. 181. Dance of the intellect among turds. These metaphors replace thought with something resembling words, but sympathising stasis by contort. 182. Pearls that our eyes impart solemn wisdom and grope to binary heart with breath-robbing alacrity. 183. Bent double over tithes to ambition, flogging the merits of exploiting chance, churning the interest in future investments, retrieving achievement from natural acts, aching through phrases to transparency, ennobling time with the well-spent, stitching mirror mentions with mimicry, seeking solace in fulfilled vision. 184. London is still there, squatting with glittering complacence. My eyes imply a reel, despite a hunch that dispatches BBC'd and slick were simply there to maintain a semblance of continuity, continuity while Londoners abandon hope, while real, real, realtors grope. 185. Intimidate by fervent habitation of your words, striving for the mot juste to capture a plenty, snuffling up truffles of complex phrases to package up adverts of your praises. 186. They are exchanging business philosophy. The wise, W, one, urges that the susceptible, S, one, just thinks about it. There is a battle of wills over who knows best, but decisions about office doctrine descend to hop debate and round potting. W slumps in wise isolation, knowing full well S has been slated for superfluity. The chat, this chat entertains of end, where amiable exchange recedes to past. 187. Read all of this. Read it again. Do not pass it on. It may harm them. Before you take lyric, beware, beware neuropathic pain can have an impact on changes of perception and ability to achieve jerky movements. Do not take lyric if you are allergic to lyric and to inclusive face swelling, diffuse skin ratches, el elderly patients or changes of vision. Taking lyric may reduce difficulty with thinking, experiencing convulsions and brain malfunction. Tell your doctor when potentiate side effects emerge. Women of childbearing potential, ask your doctor. Lyric is for oral use only. Capsules are guidance dosage. Swallow your lyric whole and with water. If you forget trouble sleeping, do it gradually. Headache, nausea, feeling anxious, diarrhea, flu-like symptoms, convulsions, nervousness, depression, pain, sweating and dizziness. It is not clear at this time whether these are symptoms. Lyric may cause long-term difficulty with writing property, properly. Additional reactions reported from post-marketing experience include heart failure and breast growth. Aggression is unlikely with Lyric, but consult your pharmacist. Read all of this Lyric leaflet carefully, then read it again. 188. Civilization is not a plurality of harems, although the male would have us believe it is. 189. Where silence is disallowed or misinterpreted as hostility, there brood the disavowed. 190. 
Maneuvers to disinter prejudice infer your own as her own prejudice. A circle jerk of jerky prejudices inters yours and hers in, in a murder of prejudices. 191. An error occurred while processing this directive. 192. Is it not unreal, tasting hot water from a mug to salve her throat? In the morning, she sips again, spreading delicious noises with her voice. 193. Cyclical demi-modes of intrigue retain the en passe of inhalation and regret. Plumping for the uncommon, the habit returns its vertiginous allure, even where the wisps fail to thrill. It's the notion, idea, and idiocy which maintains the status of self-loathing happiness. Defaults undermine the drive forward where future is potential ailment and ugly demise. 194. We were on the truffles, but our stocks were down. The boss relates the builder's stock steal, the loss of crates and beer. It's about negative and positive feedback. But what if you get stuck in someone else's positive feedback? That's like a negative positive. It's like drinking and driving after a few drinks and driving. Nothing travels nowadays like it used to once. It's a piss take of psychology. The department is piss taking my ideas, pissers. You've got to have a truthful bugbear, and the most simple way is to examine what it is. Something is interacting there, but what is it? I've got to wait for another mill, for another spectrometer investment. Where, wherever I sit isn't right, for God's sake. Everyone else is doing high fives looking at their trousers. Me, I'm just trying to relax, getting the worthwhile out of the 20 years of pub wisdom and touchable technology. But look. I don't take pictures with my eyes, I take them with my body. This was a massive tissue selection and the lecturers failed to help me out with it. I'm better than them anyway. This is all ideology based stuff like cream cakes which attempt to undermine the seriousness of my shit. Application of principles, finding analogies and selecting. This is classical physics, arsehole. I fail because look, if you are doing a GCSE and you give a PhD answer, as I do, and you get a surface learner, look, you have a deep and surface learners and markers. You succeed, dear, because you are marked by surface learners. The highest grades are given to surface learners. I'm a loser because I'm a deep learner. You're not. I think outside of boxes. The problem is the position of the box. Do you like X or Y? I love X, but Y is so calm. Calm? Yeah. I love Z. Have you seen Z? No. Is that the one with P? P? Yeah. Thrills and spills. I'm a virgin. Ah, P. I didn't know they were together. Oh, no, but I love O. O is so, um, O. Like your brother. What? Like your brother. O. O. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like my brother. Do you believe in Jesus, mate? Is this a serious question? Are you lonely? No, I've got my book. You look lonely. Well, I'm not. I'm from Newcastle, South Shields. Ah. Do you believe in Jesus? No. Why not? Well, I believe a man existed, but do you believe in Jesus? No. Are you proselytising? No, I'm preaching, mate. No, I think you're proselytising. No, it's a different word, mate. I know, but you were proselytising. No, I'm preaching. Okay, well, I don't want to be preached to. You're, in da you're a danger to my daughter, mate. What? My daughter wouldn't like you. Oh, I don't know, I don't know your daughter. She doesn't exist yet, but she won't like you. Oh, do you have a like, mate? No. My life has been ruined by a mistaken critical theory. Wow. That's exactly what I want. Where shall I go next? It isn't like a pull-out thing, but this is my birthday and I feel spoiled. Is that a word? You scratch off the bit you like and where you feel. I love it. I love it. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just thought it would be a birthday present. Oh, yes, it is. 195. Hesitant before the heavy hall of heavy talk, you suck deep, feel, lungs expand, hear heart beat heavily, heavy with lengthy nasal rasp. You pause before the hall up, hands ready, shirt brush, and head up, head to meet. 196. This is a good telephone line, isn't it? Are you still there? 197. The word vicarious has new currency when conditions are acute and others have shifted transformatively. You love to love the energy and commitment of others and linger to rub against such success in hope for osmosis to enable change. 198. Prods from all angles become a way of knowing that influence, impact and thought seek to define a sense of being against the evidence otherwise. She interns, interns thought into something inscrutable, like trying to explain Matisse's sense of cut-out proportion in language which fails a grasp. Some things are inarticulate. These people's fun is a way to experience understanding, camaraderie and empathy, the drinking codes, the past anecdotes and the casual asides easily understood are baffling. There is something about the way you urge response to every coy move that acts as restraint, as if understanding this will be the enactment of truth or the experience of such. 199. News nudes swish shirts with satin hems so soft and sentimental, rudely swishing shirts so soft and satin in the shot. 200. This tortoise, this tortoise is also a dog.